Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Cooperative Bank Podcast. In this podcast episode, we're talking about pride and what it means to us personally. Here at the Cooperative Bank, one of our network groups, Proud Together, is all about LGBTQ plus concerns and members from Proud Together join us today. I'm Paul Graham. I'm Chris Greenway. I'm Natalie Upchurch. I'm Paul Casey. I'm Yana Biden. I'm Chris Wilkin. Pride is important to us in many different ways. So let's start off by asking what pride means to you personally. Chris, would you like to kick us off? Something that I've looked at enviously as something that looks like a lot of fun that other people are doing and enjoying and a a great spirit of camaraderie with an underlying political spirit to it that's got a lot of history but but has almost anything has got a lot of energy to it so to me it is a it it is a a kind of an energetic positive event paul what does uh, what does pride mean to you personally to me pride uh means i'm comfortable with with who i am uh and it's good knowing especially for Manchester Pride, uh, it's got so many supporters. And we can say, this is who I am and I'm, I'm proud of it and I'm not ashamed. Uh, but also remembering that it wasn't always like this and, and many people have, have struggled and fought to, to give us our freedom and, and allow us to be how we are today. Thank you. Natalie, what does Pride mean to you personally? I think it's interesting because to me, Pride, what it means to me has changed over the years. I think when I was much younger pride to me was it was an excuse for me to go out and meet other people that were like myself um because I came from a town where the, there wasn't a lot of people that I could identify with so back then it was very much about this is one weekend a year that I'm surrounded by people that are like me and that was a great feeling and it, it made me a lot more comfortable with who I was now as I've got a little bit older I've become more interested and more involved in lgbtq plus rights so now to be able to um be part of the parade often with the bank that means an awful lot to me it makes me feel like i'm representing the bank and what we represent in an actual tangible way that's important to me personally because it's part of who i am that i want to be able to show other people who are there, especially other young people, other young people who are, you know, maybe just at the start of their journey, what you can be and what you can achieve. And after time goes by that, that things, if you're in a difficult situation, things get better. And I love having that opportunity just to be there and be present and be, be a good role model, I think. Chris Wilkin, let's go back to you. I think as mentioned before, Pride to me is a celebration. It's good to sort of look at how far we've come and very similar to what Natalie said as well is that I came from a, well, I came from the kind of sticks in the countryside. So it's kind of great to be able to meet like my people, celebrate what's there, but also look back and reflect about the hard, the hard won battles and things aren't over yet. So it's still about looking to the future as well to be able to understand what pride can do for the future, not just for the past. I feel when I'm at pride, I'm with the people who are living the lifestyle I'm living and who are thoroughly accepting me fully for who I am and um, what I stand for. And for all the people who are in the streets and celebrating with us at Pride and supporting us, 
that combination makes me feel very, very valued as a human being. A lot of you said that pride is is based very much on what you are, what you represent. It's a difficult question, this. What are you? What, what do you mean by what you are? I'm a gay man and I've always been a, a gay man. Um, even at school, I remember somebody saying to me, are you homosexual? And it was probably in the first year of secondary school. And my reply was, I don't actually know because I didn't understand what the word meant. Uh, at that time in my life, it, it was a it was a strange word, and I, I don't feel as though I'm on my own. I don't feel as though I am part of a minority. I don't feel as though I'm I'm ostracised. But that's how I have been brought up. I've been lucky that I've have had a family that's accepted me for what I am. I haven't known any difference over the years. So being myself has always come, I suppose, naturally. I've I've not really been ostracized in that. What about you all in terms of what is it that you are? Uh, let's go with uh, Chris. I, I think I'm, I'm defined as an ally, although that, that feels like a new phrase for me. But in terms of what I am in relation to pride, it is clearly more of an observer, but I'd like to think of it as a supporter. And, and that's how I would define ally, in, and in, particularly in the context of my role with Crowd Together is as much a, hopefully, a facilitator and a supporter and, a, and, a, and a, an enabler when, to, with challenges rather than any other defined role in a, in a context where, where clearly I'm more ally than anything else. Have you always been an ally? Is this something more recent or does this go back to your childhood? No, it's, it's not back to child, certainly not back to child. And I had the other side of growing up in a small town. To be honest, the first gay person, openly gay person I met, having gone through school, through university, was probably when I moved to Liverpool and, and, and started working in, in Liverpool. But growing up, it, uh, there was, whether it was my blissful ignorance or not blissful ignorance, just ignorance, it wasn't something that I had a huge amount of interaction with. I've never been, to my mind, never been prejudiced against or, or in any way. It was more of a case of I just hadn't had the interactions uh, apart from what I saw on television and, and what I saw in film the, uh, around gay community and gay culture. It certainly wasn't something in Ipswich that there was a, a huge scene that I would have interacted with or had the opportunity to interact with so it's certainly more so when I've started work and then again more so when I've come into into the bank to be, to be fair throughout my working life I then had been able to educate myself meet more people and make more friends from the LGBTQ plus community um, but not as a proactive measure for me to to reach into that community just just as a generally and open someone who likes to think of themselves as, as open and non-prejudiced. I think the most important thing for me to say is that what I am is completely normal. Um, and that is something that I've had people, not so much in more recent years, but a lot when I was younger, they made me being gay this huge part of who I am. And don't get me wrong, it is a huge part of who I am, but it's certainly not like the most defining characteristic about me. I think it's it's important to me that people don't just see me as that, that people just see me as not. And I happen to have a partner that's a woman and I happen to be gay. But 
you know, I put my pants on the same way that everybody else does in a morning, you know. So I think it's, it's that first and foremost. Other than that, I have to say, though, dis- despite saying that, I suppose I am I am a proud um, gay woman. Um, I'm also an LGBT advocate and I'm really proud of both of those things. Thank you for that. Um, Paul. What about you? What's a, what, paint a picture of what Paul it actually is in, in relation to LGBTQ+. I'm a gay man. For me, it's about not telling lies or untruths or being economical with the truth or just not talking about it. I'm in a relationship now. I've been in for 11 years and I'm really happy. And for me, it's just nice just to talk about what me and Lloyd did at the weekend or where we've been, what we've been doing, without trying to cover anything up or or feel like I'm being judged. And for me, growing up in the 70s, the only gay people that people saw were were people on TV in comedy, and they weren't particularly good role models or something that I wanted to be associated with at the time. I can identify with that, yeah. (laughs) 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 Are you being served comes to mind there, doesn't it, really? Uh, We're just thinking about, like, Danny LaRue and Larry Grayson and the comments that you, my grandparents used to make when they came on, on TV, and that made it harder to, to tell them that was gay. You feel easier nowadays then? Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Paul. Yana, if I could come to you, paint a picture of you to everybody. Who is Yana? <laughs> I agree with all of you that we are so much more than... What I would say is our sexual preference and our lifestyle. I am a woman and I am German. I am an advocate. And yes, I'm gay. Um, I am supportive of animal rights. I am such a big combination of things. And I agree with Natalie. Like I'm proud of, of every bit of me. I don't really want to say and sit here and say, yeah, I'm 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 a lesbian because there's there's a lot more to all of us than that. But I also don't want to be put in that box because I see sexuality maybe a little bit more fluent than others. When I was going to school, it never ever even entered my mind. Um, there was nobody in my school that we knew of was gay and. We started, so in the 90s that was, so we started seeing gay people um, on the TV and we heard about it, but so it kind of felt really far away. Sometimes I think if I maybe was a little bit better at reflecting at that age, maybe I would have been realizing things a lot quicker. But many of you, we grew up, in quite small communities and uh, that was the same for me so it felt always like I needed to get out where I was to actually find myself and find what life I wanted to have I wanted to pick up on one point that Paul you made Um, I think you said you felt you are not part of a minority I must disagree because I feel very much part of a minority Obviously, my friends are the majority of them, they are gay. But when I look at my family, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I absolutely love my family and I'm fully accepted. But 
I'm the only gay in the family. I've never heard of anybody gay in the family. I do still nowadays feel, yes, I'm accepted and yes, I'm proud. But am I equal? Mm, no, I don't think so. Not yet. Well, that's great. Thank you. I'm going to move us on back into pride again, the concept of pride. The question is, how relevant is pride nowadays? And really, that question came about because I get to see a lot of people who fall into like one of two camps. One is the, you know, the pride is how it was formed originally. It was, a, you know, fighting for, for justice for um, the end of discrimination. It, it was a bit of a war in many ways, and it was important to, to fight. But you get a lot of people nowadays who just see pride as a party, it's somewhere to celebrate, somewhere to get people to come together. H- how relevant is pride nowadays through your eyes? So uh, I, I'm very clear that this is a distorted view. It, it, and and, and I, I feel almost fraudulent being part of some of this conversation because it, it, it isn't, I don't think it's meant to mean something to me. So I, I, I see it very much as, as a positive thing in a society that I want to be part of, that as a society we can have events like Pride and, and they do attract straight allies as well as give an opportunity for the people that the from the, the history of the original the original history of it a kind of sense of continuity of that that kind of event and i can see it from both a historical point of view and a and a celebration point of view but but I, i'm very very conscious that that it is not i haven't had that struggle i haven't had those experiences and, and i do come across it as a well, this, this looks nice. There's lots of rainbows and it's pretty and it's a nice hot day and everyone's having fun. <laughs> and, and that's such a superficial view, I think. But it, but it is very much where, it, where, I, where I see it from because that's, the impact is so much more limited for me than it that has been clearly for, for all of you guys as well. And I don't know whether that, that helps as, as, a, as a comment, but, but I do almost feel... A little bit clearly a bit of an outsider when I'm there and a bit fraudulent to be enjoying it because I haven't got to go through the other 364 days of the year to, to come out for the, the party on the on the other one that, that's how I feel when I'm there I don't know whether that's an appropriate feeling or not but that's that's a, kind of what it means to me is a little bit hmm, I'm gagging in on everybody else's party here yeah can I just say Chris that is I never expected that um, to hear that when you you are at Pride, you feel like you don't belong or you don't have the right to be there. What I would want, and I think uh, what what Pride across the globe um, tries is that we come together instead of seeing that separation. So. You know, we always speak about our straight allies. That, that's what I meant earlier by when I walk that pride and I see the straight people. Because until now, I, look, I, I thought I look into their eyes and I think, yes, you agree with me and you accept me. I suppose it might be people may not think they can enjoy what actually they can because it's a very open forum. So I think it's possibly natural to feel that way. And that's, again, there's no right or wrong on it. But I think it's more a case of, I mean, the LGBT community has always been quite open and very welcoming. So I'd like to think that would extend to all people. So, um, yeah, I think it's maybe just getting that message across that it's 
open to all like, like Proud Together is not sometimes people feel they have to be LGBT to join Proud Together etc and that's not the case so I think yeah you know What's interesting is that if something was to go horrifyingly wrong and I suddenly ended up with a boyfriend, <laughs> um, <laughs> I probably wouldn't go to Pride. I don't know. I think that, that made me think then when you said that because I think I would at that point feel like it, it wasn't my place anymore. So maybe I can, I can understand a little bit where you're, where you're coming from with it, Chris. I can't tell you why I feel that way necessarily it wouldn't take away from who I am but I still think it probably would deter me from it because I would feel like I'd lost the right almost to be part of that because I see it as something quite special. Still there is still that right we fight for so the political aspect of it would that not remain? It would it would Jana and you're absolutely right. Is it more relevant with what Chris is saying here is because pride is seen more as a party you shouldn't crash a party but if this was a march if we were marching every year and we were holding banners and we were still having to fight for the right to be lgbtq then but would you still feel more of a crowd is it because it's it's got a feeling more of a party i think you're absolutely right i think if it was a if I felt I was there to show support and me being there gave people to Yana's view, if I saw it in through Yana's eyes and saw that me being there makes her feel that she's not alone and that, that she's got support to be who she wants to be and everything else, then, then absolutely I, I can see that feeling different in terms of, I, almost not necessarily in a good way, but you get a little bit more of a smug view of I'm, I'm here and I'm providing some support. I do, I do think there is a little bit to it around this is a party for the cool people and, and I really don't belong with, in this party for the cool people. And there's definitely a bit of that. But, but that would be the same if it was a, uh, a hipster's parade or a, uh, or a something else. I, I know where I belong and it's not at the party for cool people. <laughs> <laughs> now, how relevant is pride nowadays? So I think pride is just as relevant nowadays as it has ever been. I think there are still so many more things that we need to educate people on and things that we still need to fight for. You know, to give you an example, I still get heckled by guys if I'm in a bar with my girlfriend. There's still people that make comments about me. I still have family members even that aren't comfortable with it because they believe that I'm going to be judged by other people. And so I think the most important thing is to educate as many people and to be visible to as many people as possible, because nothing will change, genuinely change, unless we don't get that kind of exposure. And I think how relevant is Pride right now, if you look at the the ties that have been put together by what's happening there with the anti-racism movement and with Marsha P. Johnson, who was one of the first people in the Stonewall riots, who was a, a black trans woman. Um, and people are talking about her and they are, they're pulling those connections together. Right now, I think it's a time for us to be visible in terms of LGBTQ rights. I also think it's really important right now for us to be promoting visibility for our LGBT friends and allies as well so 
right now, I think we we still got so much more work to do. I've only been on the parade since I've worked for the bank. Prior to that, I, I wasn't involved with them. I agree with Natalie. It's 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 more relevant than ever uh, with things that are going on in the world today. I think we've still got a lot of things to overcome. We're lucky living in Manchester, where we've we've got so much support here. If you move to the, the little towns we've mentioned about out in the sticks and things, I think there's still a lot of prejudice there. Well, I've noticed certainly in recent years, there's been uh, a lot more local pride springing up. Uh, I think there is still a lot to be fought for, but I think part of it is is also celebrating how far we've got as well. It is still relevant, and I think I'm going to echo a lot of things that have already been said, so apologies. I think five years ago, a lot of people, in very general term, would have kind of gone, yeah, we've kind of won lots of battles and everything's okay, and we can kind of rest easy. And then touched on what Yana's mentioned, what Nali's mentioned, we've kind of seen the erosion of rights across different countries like Poland and Hungary, where actually they're making LGBT-free areas, and Hungary they've literally removed trans rights or things exist anymore. And in the UK, you can kind of be quite easy to get complacent. So I do, I do think that definitely Pride is a, is a vibrant example of people being able to protest in what you might class as a non-conformist way. I think, but also on the flip side, because a lot of people are dealing with a lot of issues throughout the 364 days of the year. They, that kind of celebration is needed as well, so they can, they can identify with other people, like-minded people, and, and celebrate that and, and kind of be happy about that. And I've kind of seen anecdotal evidence of people who have attended Pride events from outside of Manchester, where it's actually been really important for them to attend a Pride event, because they don't get to do that where they come from. So they feel very comfortable and safe. It's like a safe environment. So there's lots of different strands to it. I think good to look back on your roots, celebrate where you've come from, and realise there's still a, a long journey to go, but you can actually have hopefully some enjoyment and fun doing that. Don't forget, you can subscribe to our podcast channel and be one of the first to know when new episodes are available. The Cooperative Bank Podcast for people with purpose. 